1: This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. i Joel O'Connor. Dennis Dick with you this morning. The Earnings Parade carries on and we're at new highs once again so it's like the past few weeks didn't really make that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things so we'll talk about that market continues on higher and we'll get to as many unlike yesterday we'll get to as many earnings reports as we can today there are a lot uh, to get through our guest will be at 8:15. 15 marie bands she is from the tradingbook.com joel what's the word here overnight <laughs>
2: Uh, Green on the screen. We're off the highs, though. Uh, Trading up eight and a quarter handles at 33.43.25. Pre-market low, just below that close, that all-time closing high from yesterday, uh, 35 even. Pre-market low, 32.50, so no downside until we take out that 33.32.50. On the upside, we kind of rallied on some news we already knew, but uh, rallied to fifty-seven seventy-five, folks. Uh, that's your all-time high. Nothing up there. Uh, good target uh, if we go continue the rally mode here off the open. Crude's up nine cents. It was up a lot more. It was up at fifty-two twenty and a low of fifty seventy-nine, folks. Crude is trying to have its first back-to-back up days since beginning of the year, not two up days in a row, up nine cents right now, gold in the green by seven fifty at fifteen seventy thirty kind of in a trading range, silver up eighteen point three cents at 17, $17 dollars cents. and Bitcoin knocking on the door again, up one hundred and forty bucks at nine thousand nine hundred and seventy pretty good volume trading in the Bitcoin futures uh triple b it's a deja vu all over again oh, yeah. uh trading at all-time highs
3: i mean i talked and i tweeted this last night and the market was starting to come in because we had confirmation come that not only 10 people on the cruise ship have uh the coronavirus but now 20 do and then to my understanding only 100 people have been tested so far so i don't know if they have to continue going through the whole ship i feel so sorry for all those people on that cruise they started to hit the cruise lines down on it last night and i was talking with my buddy and i was like you know what they're just going to buy them back. They're going to buy it back up and the cruise lines will be trading up on this. That's how, you know, silly this market is. And, you know, they're going to end up buying the market back too. S&P's were down a couple of points on that net last night, but you could tell China was already starting to get bit up. And if China goes up, we go up, and you know, when you've got the, you know, when you've got China injecting liquidity into the markets, um, it's hard taped to fight. It's like fighting the fed all those years when we were fighting the Fed. So if China's going to prop up their markets, it's going to prop up the markets of the rest of the world. And that's what we see overnight here. Once again, China having a significant rally. So despite the, you know, the Wuhan coronavirus just being running rampant in the city and obviously spreading and spreading significantly, even at these, you know, numbers that they're sending out, which I don't believe in for a minute after all the videos I've seen. It doesn't matter. They're just popping up their markets, and it's hard to fight that.
2: All right. Uh, Price don't lie,
3: and we're looking at the price. Price does lie. Price is lying. Price is lying because it's inflated. Price has lied for a long time. I mean, when you have central banks injecting liquidity in the systems, that's how price lies. But how do you stop? How do you fight that? So price, you need to follow price as a trader, you know, with the trading hat on, not, you know, with, uh, you know, investing hat on here, but with the trading hat on, you've got to follow price. Um, And when markets are making new all-time highs, like the S&P, you absolutely cannot be short. And if you are short, you are fighting, um, you're fighting China here right now because they are keeping their markets afloat. I mean, they're not even allowing people to sell, some people to sell over there and sell short. You know, you can't sell short in certain accounts or for certain brokers. So, I mean... It's an artificially inflated market here. How long they can keep it up, you know, I'm very skeptical of because I do think eventually some of this stuff is going to come to roost. I do eventually think that there is going to be a significant fall in the markets because I don't think this coronavirus is going away. I do think it's going to spread. I do think it's going to spread over here. I do not think it's going away. With that being said, you know what, last night I came in long. I came along because I was like, I know what the story's going to be here. We're going to go up. And I tweeted it out. And, and there's a little bit sarcasm in my tweets last night, but it was real too. Because I'm like, you know, they're going to rally it on this. This is just what this market does. It rallies in the face of bad news. It doesn't care. And and over here, let's put it in perspective. You know, we, don't, we have very few cases over here. So, you know, S&Ps are just following China. China coming back, they're going to rip them higher on the S&Ps for sure. So China's getting artificially inflated and we're just following suit. And that's why you're seeing this market just continue to rip up, despite all these horrible videos you see online, which are true. I mean, you can see them spraying down the cities with chemicals trying to kill the thing that looks like they're apparently lighting fires now trying to kill the the virus. I mean, it's so serious over there. And I am heartbroken for those people over there. I really am. I truly am heartbroken for those people over there. I cannot believe I can't even imagine the horror that they're going through being quarantined. I hear people are dying in their homes. There's, you know, waiting, you know, they're, they're waiting eight to 10 days to get a hospital bed and people are dying while they're waiting. I mean, it's just a horrible mess. So, you know, but if you look at our markets over here, I mean, we haven't had any deaths in North America and that's good news. How many cases they can do can we- keep it contained here?
2: We want. We have what? Uh, thirteen reported cases here in the United States.
3: It's very low yet. But remember, yep. it started very low, like this in China as well. So we're not out of the woods by any means because we only have thirteen cases. It's, there's probably a lot of people still going around carrying this virus right now. I mean, I've, uh, the numbers, you know, of people coming that were coming in from China over the course of the last few weeks, you know, before they put the travel ban on, were very high. So it's in all likelihood that there is a lot more of these cases that just, you know, people aren't sick yet, there's a 10-day incubation period, um, you know, people aren't showing symptoms, and some people might be able to fight through it. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to, you know, all of a sudden just get rid of this thing. I think it's going to be something that is going to be around for a while. I hope they come up with a vaccine. I hope, obviously, you know that you know everybody stays safe. I, I hope we can avoid deaths in North America. I am very doubtful of that, though. And I think when you start to see deaths outside of China, we've seen a couple so far. We start to see that the market is going to get more spooked. I feel sorry for the you know the the the, the cruise ship uh, that everybody's quarantined on. I believe there's 251 Canadians on that ship. Um, and these what cruise lines is that? I think it's, it's Princess, it's, isn't it, uh, Spencer? It's Princess cruise Lines. Who owns
1: Princess? I thought I think they're. Cell phone is that a? Cell uh, phone? Are they are
3: they private? Uh, print. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if one of the big I, guns owns I, them or I'd not. Because yeah. obviously this is the big three that are publicly traded. Oh my Carnival. bad.
1: Owned by own Carnival. My bad. It is Carnival. Oh, okay.
2: Yep. Okay. It's
3: Carnival, and Carnival traded down on this last night. You can look at the chart. Carnival traded down, rightfully so. In normal, uninflated markets, the stock would be down on. But we're not in normal markets right now. We're being propped up. We're being inflated. You know, you see China rally overnight. It makes everybody a little calmer. I mean, let's just logic, you know, use your logic here. I mean, I I would be absolutely shocked if Carnival doesn't massively miss their next quarter earnings, uh, maybe or the quarter after whenever, because the bookings are going down. People aren't, you know, they see these headlines. There's some people that are still going to book cruises. But if I was gonna book a cruise, I would tell you, and I don't I think I'm pretty typical. If I was gonna book a cruise, I'd hold off a little bit just to I see what's so. happening. Because I don't want, you know, especially you know, this is all over Canadian headlines, two hundred and fifty-one Canadians on this ship. Do I want to just go book a cruise somewhere and get quarantined for fourteen days? Potentially get this virus? You know, people are staying the people are so scared on the ship. Apparently most of them are staying in their cabins. And then and, and then I've heard even in some in the another ship that was quarantined, there would be oh well,
1: you there, Dennis. Uh, but one thing I want to add while Dennis is, I think maybe his, inter- his internet had a glitch. I don't know. One thing to keep in mind this morning is they're going to say that uh, we're up because uh, China capitulated on, t- on some tariffs. China is going to uh, roll back or have $75 billion worth of U.S. Uh, imports uh, as part of the phase one of the trade deal that was signed. And... Here, here's a thought uh, that I saw from Twitter. Great follow uh, on Twitter at uh, Northman Trader. His name is Sven Henrik. If you don't, yeah,
2: know. yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah,
1: um, and and he and he had a thought that I'm inclined to agree with. How long before people? I'm just read. I'll read you his tweet. How long before people realize that China proactively capitulating on tariffs is a sign of how serious the economic impact of this virus actually uh, actually is? Uh, and it's it's a, something to consider, right? Um, uh, I you know this. The, the the tariff headline overnight was part of the phase one deal. We knew this sort of thing was coming, but something to consider is is uh, China's other motives there for for uh, going for following the deal uh, in relation to the coronavirus. But let's get to some earnings here. Uh, it's already eight eleven, and we have our guest coming on in four minutes. So let's start with Twitter. Um, and I don't know where Dennis is. His screen is completely frozen. I think his internet is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I, uh, I I can say about Dennis right now. So we will get Dennis back, but in the meantime, the show must go on. So let's do Twitter earnings here. You know, you never know what they're going to look uh, what what they're going to look for in earnings report, uh, and w- whether they're going to buy it on one number or sell on another number. And this morning, they apparently like the revenue. And the daily active user number, because the earnings per share was not good—25 cents versus 29 cents—that's a miss. And the revenue only beat by a hair: 1.01 billion versus 996 million dollars was the estimate. The DAUs, daily active users, was good: 152 million versus 147.5 million on the estimate. So it was their uh, fastest quarterly growth for daily active users since the company started keeping the metric. So I guess they like that number.
2: They do. Uh, they do. Quiet consolidation. Uh, after the last earnings report, we had the drop and then just uh, just real quiet markets uh, rallied, you know, not no stealth rally. I know a couple downgrades, downgrades uh, knocked it down. in some of these days in December and January, uh, full disclosure, still have a long term position in this one, not doing anything with it, probably any time ever. Uh 3648 stands as your pre-market high. You've backed off there, not a whole lot, but you have backed off to 3618. And I'm looking from your last earnings report, uh a gap to build the 3776. So can't really give you any resistance. In it in the market because there isn't any, that's what we gapped up from. So let's use that pre market high at 36.48 and we'll take it from there.
1: And you said it on the pre pre market show what difference a quarter makes, right? Because I mean, look at that, look at that gap. Oh, yeah, look at that. gap. It's a big one.
2: Now they're bringing it back and uh. Um, we'll take it from there. We'll see what happens to Twitter today. Currently trading up two seventy five at thirty six sixteen. Good volume out there too. All
1: right, Dennis said he'll be back in a minute. This definitely happened once before when he was talking about China. So we know they're always listening. We got to be careful. No, Spencer. We got to Spencer. be careful. We got to be careful about that. Uh, let, let's do one more. Bristol Myers Squib uh, Q four EPS a buck twenty two versus ninety four cent estimate. Um, what was the sales number here nine seven seven point nine billion dollars as i pull the estimate up seven point nine versus six point one billion dollar estimate so they handily beat on both the earnings and the revenue uh for last quarter and they gave us some guidance that was in line good report yeah
2: good report for uh b m y uh trading how we trading here? Trading up, buck ninety one. Whoo, that's a nice move for that stock up at sixty seven fifty. Where have we been in this thing uh, recently? We we're, wow, sixty eight thirty four. Uh, that was your high on January twenty second. The previous day's high was sixty seven and a quarter. Pre market high. Where did your pre market high come in? It's sixty seven eighty five. So let's see if we can plow through that sixty seven eighty five. This is the only resistance after that is 68.34. All
1: right, let's bring on our guest for the day, Anne-Marie Band. She is a trader, a technician, and she is uh, from the thetradingbook.com is her website. Anne-Marie, good morning.
4: Good morning. Can you hear me?
1: We can hear you. How are you doing this morning?
4: I have had insomnia, so uh you could ask me another question <laughs>
1: <laughs> how 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 are you doing last night how are you doing last night since last night never um, ended, last night never ended apparently
4: yes absolutely well you are, know are you, was, having,
1: are you having insomnia because of this market is that why
4: <laughs> it could be the case it could very well be the case it's been really such a whipsaw and You know, when we have whipsaws like this, we we want to position, we always are thinking about direction, right? Where is the market going? How are things working? That sort of stuff. And what we end up realizing if we really step back for a minute and think about, all right, what are we in the market to do? We're in the market to make money. A lot of us really, if we're to be completely honest, we're sort of in the market to find excitement or or uh do something that's very interesting and, and adventurous and when you start losing money when the market gets really adventurous and i think these are a dramamine moments right now right seat belt strapped on tight and dramamine up we have to remember that in order to really invest consistently we've we've got to think about, wait a second, am I operating with my edge? And so um, that really, I was thinking about that actually before I tried to fall asleep. And so the reason I sound like I've been smoking a lot of cigars is because I was coughing quite a bit. And so um, forgive me for uh, that that froggy voice but you are you are right it it can keep you up at night and so you know I was thinking about coming on the show I love being on the show with you guys and I love uh, listening and uh, um, to the ideas and everything but what I what I was listening to over the last week was you know we sort of get caught up in this big spiral of can we have direction. And right now we are sitting in such a news-driven market that we really have to say, hey, if I'm going to participate, where am I going to participate? What, what's holding on to its moves? And so I would say this morning, I would say, hey, you know, let's take a look at some gold. Let's take a look at um, some boring things like utilities, and then let's take a look at at what's happening really from the big giant Tesla move, it really had an effect on oil. I believe they were being moved in tandem a little bit, but let's look at batteries. So, you know, um, battery technology is great. And, you know, I I suppose what I put on before I, I thought about coming on the show, I thought, you know what, I think I need to put my psychology hat on for everybody to let them say, hey, the market's rhythm is not being normal at this juncture. It's We know
1: again. it. You can so, say that again.
4: So the question is, how do we capitalize in all of this abnormal movement? And for some of us that are really good at catching these edges and saying, oh, there goes the whipsaw, I'm going to take it up, that are purely technical – we're doing all right but for those of us that go hey when this happens then this should happen and we're looking for logical controls on the market uh we're coming up lemons and so that you have to sort of uh reconstruct and deconstruct a little bit and think about well wait a second if the market is being illogical right now and being very whipsaw news driven Can I find places where that's not happening? And so that was my search last night. I know I normally talk about the broad market, so we can do that all. But that was me sitting on the couch saying, hey, if we're going to trade for a living or trade to increase the size of our accounts, let's uh, stop participating in places that are so volatile they're going to blow us out. Um, and look to the spaces that, hey, they're moving, so let's watch for a little pullback where we can get involved. And those things are battery technologies. You know, the gold space is still doing very, very well. And strangely, utilities have been performing so well. Um, comparatively, they're like second to tech. So, those were just my thoughts on everything. And I apologize for the ramble, but. I was really thinking carefully about how um, how to add value here today, being on.
2: Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for joining us, Anne-Marie. Uh, I just got to ask, just off subject here a little bit. Did you have fun at the Super Bowl?
4: I can't even tell you what an amazing thing that was. I've okay. never been around so many famous and vaguely famous people in my life. You know, the people where you go, wait, that, who do I, who is that, right? <laughs> Actually, Paul Ryan was sitting about three seats to my right. And I, I nudged my husband. I went, wait, who is that guy? What's
2: he looks guy? familiar, huh?
4: Yeah, totally. And then Nancy Pelosi was about two rows behind wow. us. fun! The owner of the Sacramento Kings was sitting right beside us. It was just, it was crazy. It was a once in a lifetime bucket list thing. Good. That hey, Good. we're getting a old let's do it and i had a favorite for for winning he had a favorite for winning so it worked out great and we had a blast it was exhausting
2: good getting getting back to the markets here i mean how are you approaching i mean i I, you like to follow the broad market Seems like we've had some really big uh moves overnight and you know a lot of chop and slop during the day i uh, Have you, been, you know, have you been catching these moves overnight or still trying to tackle the interday trading?
4: Okay, so here's what I've been doing. I expanded out a little bit wide and I said, okay, I'm going to look for my weekly closes and I'm uh-huh. going to look for my weekly highs and my lows, of course, right? Uh-huh. And then I'm going to say, okay... If I'm looking at the broad market action so let's pull up a copy of uh, the ES or the SPX or anything like that Um, what I was looking for was when we are in heavy trend and of course you're gonna know when you're in trend when you're sitting above very tight moving averages so you're gonna look at that maybe eight exponential or something like that and you're gonna see that the price action is really up. Now you have nice clean charts, so we could really even draw a line and go, wow, that's good, strong, linear motion. And so when we have uh, all of that type of motion, we're gonna see, okay, if this is this strong, then I know my deep dips are gonna cause cross currents, and those cross currents are going, because there's all kinds of news that says, listen, We've got a lot of traders and a lot of money still on the Uh sidelines because they think the market's going to roll. So, when we have these deep dips and they come back into last month's close or last month's high or last month's mid range, whatever it is, the people who've been waiting to get in on the sidelines go, I'm going to get in a little bit right here. Let's go ahead and test the water. I'm going to take a little bit right here. And so it continually forces the market back up and it's because there's so much participation and dry powder still on the sidelines. There's a lot of money left to invest in the market and we know they're using it to hedge. And so for me, I'm just going to look at that line and go, you know, I know these pullbacks look and feel horrific, but am I above my last month's close, Uh am I above my last month's high? The answer is yes, buyers are gonna come in. When that answer becomes no, then I'm gonna say, okay, wait a second, maybe I'm slipping down into the low from three weeks ago or the close from three weeks ago or five weeks ago or whatever it is. I'm using those spaces as stair steps and watching big money get involved. I've become very, very deliberate in the indexes and the indices simply because the market is such a whipsaw space. So I'll come in in the morning like today and I'll see, hey, we closed yesterday at 33, 37.50 or thereabouts on the ES. Here, of course, we're going to gap up. And as long as we hold the opening gap, and we don't step into the area of the gap, it means that buyers are in full force. So I can say, hey, I'm gonna buy. And as soon as it hits that level and it starts dropping below, I have a yellow signal mentally that comes out and says, wait a second, that's an alert. They're trying to either fill the gap or they're trying to have a deeper fade. At that point, I can look at my intraday motion and really, you know, a lot of us put up technical indicators, but we still trade what we think. You know, some of us are very good at trading what we think. Dennis is one and, of those guys. Emery, that's,
3: that's all really, I do. I, I am yeah. a think trader, and I tell you, this market's been a tough one for those Absolutely. who have logic to trade it.
0: So exactly. your technicians
3: won the won the day on on me on this one because I was trading off a of logic, looking, you know, at a lot of you know what's happening over there and thinking logically that how can the markets rally in this? But I didn't consider that China would just continue to inject liquidity into their markets and prop it up, and that's where you know I was flawed. So obviously I've changed my sentiment. I said when markets start making new all-time highs, I cannot be short. So um, you know, so obviously I've moved and I've been actually trading it from the long side the last couple of days because how do you fight the tape? But right. I mean, logic sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Well,
0: These markets the here, when
3: you have yeah. when you have mass, you know, intervention by. You know, the Fed or or China in this case, it's hard to fight that.
4: Absolutely. I think a lot of logical traders are having a devil of a time in this market because the charts are defying logic. Well, the, Tesla. The I mean, there's no the logic market, behind uh, that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's, there's it's, no you logic. You want
4: to talk Tesla a little bit, Anne-Marie? You get sure, down and dirty in that absolutely, at all? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, give us
2: your thoughts on Tesla here.
4: Okay, so... Um Tesla was expanding and again, you know everybody was thinking, wow, well, can this get to a thousand dollars and I saw a couple of tweets I thought were very, very interesting in the morning and one of them was, hey, I've held Tesla for three years solid doing nothing but adding, but now I'm done because this is an absolutely unreasonable. Uh, relative motion. Now, logically, we know parabolic motion cannot last. And so what we have to look at are what are the cues that something is breaking down. And it's as simple as, Hey, let's take a look at the daily chart. Look at that thing that looks like an abandoned baby, right? It's a, and I'm not a good person with the formations of candlesticks, but let's think about what it means when everybody gaps up, tries to hold higher ends up holding right where they opened almost and then the next day they fall on they open underneath the low of that sort of doji looking candlestick everything there says look out folks that's a cell zone and so today when we look at it it's in the body of the prior candlestick to that left that we can see that's very, very green. I like to use GAN numbers, right? Uh-huh. So I'll take the body and I'll divide it into fourths. I use a channel and I'll divide it into fourths. Once I hit that halfway mark, I ought to see price action come in and hold. Now it did come in, it did hold, it's holding above that area, but I don't know what it's doing in the pre-market. Down, down
2: $27 roughly, 708 dollars uh, I think
3: it's had a 90-point range already today. Somebody tweeted it, Oh, really? I don't that verif- I, that's what somebody just tweeted. I'm not sure if that's real because wow. I haven't looked at the pre-market chart, but you can look at it right now, Joel. Right. I yeah, absolutely. Let me see.
4: Okay, so now what we're doing, if we're looking at this area, what we have to look at is what was the close of yesterday and am mm-hmm. I underneath that? If I am underneath the close of yesterday, meaning lower, it means sellers are going to come out. And so there are going to be people that are thinking, hey, I'm looking for a cheap buy. This is pulled back to 700, you know, because this is a cult stock for sure. And people are still thinking it's going to a thousand. But as a trader, what you have to look at is, wait a second, what's happening? I hit a low and now I am above that low. So if you are saying to yourself, I'm going to take a shot at this thing bouncing right here. Because it's going to recover into the seven fifty area at the very least, then you can literally take a trade right there and your stop would be eight or nine dollars. And that's really all well, you know. I mean we are talking to seven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, so, you do. No, yeah, right? so I mean it's that less thing than, moves it, like it, that on uh one point two percent, right? Yep. and Remember. so Yes, go ahead. I, I
3: just want to ask you about Tesla 2 here. And somebody tweeted yeah. this out and I was like, you know what? It, it's funny how this stuff works, but you know, the S&P's, Bottomed at six sixty six during the financial crisis. GE bottom at six dollars and sixty six cents. Is there any realm of possibility that this thing could bottom at six hundred and sixty six dollars? I thought it was funny. I no, want to mention no. it, but it's funny oh. how some of the times these psychological things work like that. Is there any realm of? I mean, we're fifty points. It's going to have a wild range. Yeah. It's in the realm of possibilities that this could see six hundred and sixty six dollars a day. Is there anything like any type of support you see down in that type of range? Like, I mean, we're significantly off the highs so. now.
4: 650 is a is a really fair support range. My thought is this, though. If we compare it to an actual explosion of motion, it might have a little bit of a plateau event at the 650, okay. but this thing is probably coming right back to 500.
3: You, you right? think we could come back to 500 on this? Oh,
4: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, from a valuation like perspective, ship. it could go yeah. anywhere. but Oh, absolutely. But see, notice how... Really, it, it had a nice, really big jockey from, from say, I don't know, maybe even 300. When Jeremy was really big on the Tesla bull, it was down there at like that 270, 290 area. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's going, it's going. And he was spot on about that. When we got to about 490, we started really uh, jockeying around price. People were people were thinking, oh, this is kind of a lever. And then it began to gap up day after day, after day, after day, after day. And that is an element of short squeeze action. And so my thought is that it exhausts all the way back down and fills the majority of these gaps. There are many gaps here that Tesla will probably never fill. It's just one of those gappy charts but I'm thinking that this one has a shot. Now I can't sit there at this juncture and go, okay, so, you know, I'm buying the 500 puts for, I don't know, what are they going oh, to It's puts.
3: crazy. The prices yeah. are just absolutely nuts.
4: Yeah. So I can't do that because it's really closing my eyes and throwing a dart blindly. But what I can see is the stair step down. And as long as we hold the lows of yesterday, we are going to be in fair shape. If we lose those lows, we're going to start stair-stepping down. And the next place that it goes is really right at the edge of that green candlestick on that opening range. So that looks like about what, 670, 675, something 666. like that. Seriously? I am the worst. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you, um, every so often I learn of a new
3: technical pattern. I'd never heard of the abandoned baby. Yeah, describe this one to us. Like you said, I've never heard that either and we want to use it again. So I I don't really see the abandoned baby. I'm trying to find it in here. I'm
1: not quite sure what to be looking
3: for. I I don't know what to look for either. Like I'm looking for like a baby that's like just sitting on the screen. So
4: (laughs) an abandoned baby is when you have a stock that is moving parabolically and it gaps up and creates a doji And the next day gaps down. Okay. So that is the, they're calling it a baby because it's a small area. Um, The Island reversal is similar, but you know what? Then we're dipping into areas where it's really not my wheelhouse. But I like the abandoned
3: baby for a minute. So, yeah. so that's, so that's, tu- that's a good
1: analogy. So Tuesday is the baby? Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. Right.
4: The formation yep. is like that and what it tells us is hey listen we had an explosive uh, Capi- upside capitulation tuck. event. That's right and yet with all the pressure to hold up there we barely closed over the open and then the very next day People were like, "This is too much," and so well, it gapped right back down in a way.
3: And if I can throw some logic at you, the way I would look at this, and you know, it's funny how the technicals can play out in the logic as well sometimes. But it was that move with five minutes to go in the day. Yeah.
4: Oh man, yeah. was it ninety-five dollars or something? It,
3: yeah, it fell over a hundred points in the last in seven minutes. From and Joel and I looked at the chart yesterday from from three forty-eight to three fifty-five. It fell over a hundred points. And that's when everybody is like spooked. And I honestly yes. think that that analyst that downgraded it the next day was waiting for a down move where mm-hmm. he could come in. Okay, now there's some people caught in this. Now, if I downgrade, I'm probably going to be on the right side of the trade. He was waiting for some weakness, saw that weakness at the end of the day. Okay, now is the time to release this paper. And then the downgrade comes and the follow through selling just continues because of that. So amazing that, you know, that, that 90 or hundred point sell off that was telling you that, whoa, we might've just topped out because, you, you know, that was the most significant move you see, you know, for, in seven minutes on no news. It, it's one thing when they fall on news like that, but that was just like, uh, you know, it was no news on that move. It was Absolutely. just flat out, just everybody trying to get the hell out as fast as they could and up closing up a little bit from the lows there. But then the next day we got the downgrade and then obviously, you know, now we have a top in.
4: Absolutely. And you know, when you participate like this, is like you're at your favorite, most exciting club, but you know it's getting ready to burn down, and so you're standing right near the exit door. <laughs> Something's about to happen, and that is really exactly what happens in this kind of space. Interestingly, if you look at something like the RSI, which um, uh, once in a while, I... We, I talk to technicians by text and they're like, oh my gosh, take a look at what's happening to the RSI. This chart is gonna have a really big problem tomorrow. If this screen holds out and you can really see the strength of moves into the chart really slowing down and the uh, power of moves out getting stronger. It's that building of a wave in a reverse direction Right now, I think, you know, they're going to try and pull this edge, which is why I'm looking at this and I'm saying, hey, you want to take a long right here? From the time we talked, it's already up four bucks, right? And so you can look at that and go, from my formation that I'm staring down right now, where are all the sellers? Well, they're up there at 734, which is what, where we closed yesterday or something like that. And so that's really what they're trying to get through. So I have just cleaned up my chart so dramatically to go how can I take a look at what kind of craziness is going on in here and where do I see the opportunity to get in where can I get out without getting scared without without getting burned and then can I do it again a couple more times and just sort of make it through we are in rough seas and so we've got to pull the sails in. All our all our sizes need to be smaller in terms of participation. We have to we have to pull those sails in. We have to batten down the hatches. And we have to be very, very cautious about sailing in the rough seas.
1: All right. Anne-Marie Bann has been with us for about twenty minutes now. Yeah, she, we kept
4: you
2: long, Anne-Marie. Sorry about that.
1: Tradingbook.com, a technician. Great follow on Twitter, Anne-Marie. Thanks for the time and uh, get some sleep thanks good luck fellas all right a thanks, great day. thanks for whoops i cut her off there sorry about that hey. <laughs> all right uh dennis what happened to you we, we lost him, yeah you- dennis, big brothers
3: come- always watch no you can't talk about china no just a joke i don't know why my computer just exploded basically so i got it up and running here again so right. I, I need to get i run so i've got three computers here i run the one is most almost exclusively the show over here. It's an older computer. I know I should get a better computer for the show, <laughs> but it seems to suffice. Anyways, this computer is about six years old, and for whatever reason, it just shut down. And I was like, "All right." <laughs> so then I rebooted. This happened to us like once, like three or four months ago too. Right. So it's got right. a, it's got something in there. After so long, I guess it just shuts down. So it wasn't Big Brother. Okay. That was a joke. I didn't All get right. shut down by talking about China. Ben Senga didn't boot me off either. My computer just, for whatever reason, decided to. Die for a moment. That was interesting. That
2: was interesting. All right, let's. Uh, we we. Got I want to talk, of-
3: Joel. Before you take, it, I got, I've got to talk the growth to value trade. Yep. that Spinner was happening yesterday. Talk let's talk about it, it. This really, you know, and I didn't see the media talking about this at all. I mean, the coronavirus is just all over the place, but we saw an extreme move from growth to value yesterday. A lot of growth stocks actually traded and went down yesterday. So on a day that the Dow was up over 400 points. You saw stocks like Shopify uh, going in the red yesterday. You saw stocks like Square going red yesterday. The stocks that have been loved and moving, the cloud stocks, another one, Workday, huge reversal day yesterday. Opens high, 197 gets back 10 bucks. It was a very weak day for growth. I think that continues today. So if you're seeing rallies in your growth names, I think those things are selling opportunities here now. Um, You know, we don't know how long this rotation lasts, but – It was very prevalent yesterday. I mean, none more than on the other side of it, IBM. IBM, obviously, you know, you talk about a value stock, low PE, cash cow. That thing ripped yesterday, seven bucks. I mean, when's the last time IBM ripped $7 on no earnings? That was just a huge move. So these are your poster childs for what I'm talking about. Seeing those cloud names come off, seeing stocks like Shopify come down, although Shopify held up quite well. I'm still long Shopify, full disclosure. Roku had a bad day. I mean, all the growth names, the higher PE multiple stocks, not Apple because it's lower. It's almost kind of is a little value stock, but it was more of the high PE names going to low PE names. And IBM was just ripping broke out i
2: mean, it's above 150 i didn't even have it up i i'm up on my screen and see what are we doing we're giving it a little bit yeah back it's today. got a big
3: selling balance this morning it's got so oh, really? says, some as some institutions said that's a big move i'm getting the hell out of my ibm and they're doing it this morning there's 73,000 shares to sell so that's going to hold down that's a big selling balance this early in the morning for ibm so it's going to bring down the open but i'm not sure if this was a one-day event if this is going to continue Uh, on on the buy side, on the sell side, I think like a name like Square, I'm long square in the long-term portfolio, uh, but I'd be nervous if I had this on for a trade now, like in the short term, because look where it topped out. We talked about this. We talked about it as it was approaching. I'm like, you're going to have struggles at 82 because that is where it got back to in March. That's where it got back to in the summer. That's where it got back to in October of the previous year. There's a wall of resistance at 82. Where does it get to? 82.10. And where does it decide to reverse? Right then and there. So, it gives you one day where it touches up to the 82, and then we have a, a complete reversal happening on the stock straight down. I think rallies to be sold now in square, at least from a trading perspective. All right. So, what do you want to do next, Spencer? Let's well, I, did, do, I have more examples if you want have to. You more examples. The banks you got more, were yeah, sure. yesterday. What else? Well, just saying the same thing, still the growth to value. So, I mean, it's important to understand these rotations. So, you know, sometimes it's more important to take more than two minutes to talk about something like this because the rotation is how I make money as a trader. You know, I look for edges. And when you can identify the rotation before everybody else, you have an edge. I mean, mass media didn't even cover it today. That's why I feel like the rotation will continue today. So I think if you're coming in here and buying the workday up two bucks this morning, you know, or or buying some of these other stocks, these Momo stocks that are trading up this morning because the overall market is up, I think you're on the wrong side of the trade. I think, um, I don't know if it's gonna continue the rotation or not, but I do think that there's some people spooked in some of these stocks right now. and I do think you're gonna see some follow through selling here this morning. I'd be taking the opportunity. Whatever Momo stock is trading up, to if I was long, I as a trade, long-term investing completely different. But as with the trading hat on, I'd be lightening up those. If I had swing trades on on some of these stocks like Square, I'd be lightening up.
1: So then, so how would you incorporate earnings into that? So I'll give you Twilio for example. Twilio, yep. Twilio is, is is one of these Momo growth names. Yes. Good earnings, bad guidance. Now taking those into account. Seeing what the stock did yesterday, how would you
3: approach it today? I mean, I would have been approaching in the earnings itself. I mean, so if it was rallying on the earnings. I don't know what it did on the headline. I was actually trading Peloton. I wasn't trading Twilio. Okay. Um, But for the same reasons, um, you see the reversal yesterday. You're like, okay, people are caught. If we get any lift on the earnings, it's probably going to give it back. And I don't know if it lifted originally or not, but if you're trading on it, it looks like it did give you a little opportunity quickly. I mean, there's an opportunity there. Peloton was the same story. People were like scratching their heads. It was a pretty darn good quarter, but you know what? It had the reversal day and we had a, a rotation happening and now you get a lift and it got up to $35 after hours on that on that lift, on those initial numbers. And then it started to crater and the market will go find a reason, a fundamental reason to justify it. But it's a simple fact that rotation um, on this day has now occurred and people are nervous on the growth name. So when they get a little pop on them, they're going to take that opportunity to sell. And that's what they did with Peloton, Uh, with Twilio. If they disappoint, they disappoint, they're going down. But I mean, initially those numbers actually didn't look that bad. The four cents and 331, it was a beat and a beat. And if you do look initially, Joel, I think it did pop. So again, same story. It did get a nice pop. It it did, it did pop. So you would have got an opportunity. So if you were following the rotation, from the day you would actually maybe got an opportunity to get the hell out at 129 or 130 afterwards, right after it reported, and then it started to crater. So you're so it's a great question, Spencer, and you're absolutely seeing it happen in this earnings report today. Now it's down five and a half dollars. Am I looking at that one as an opportunity to sell? No, because you're selling in the hole. I'd be looking at other stocks though that maybe you know had a pretty good day yesterday, like let's or a pretty bad day, like CRM had a complete reversal day yesterday. It's trading up in the pre market here right now. I mean, that's a stock that I might be looking to take profits in or maybe even initiate a short because that was straight down. 190, you have people you know, caught. Jeremy Newsom looks at this. He does a great job with the two. He looks at candles. I know I'm looking at all different stocks, and I look at the candles as well. I mean, you just look from where it opens, CRM. It went straight down $4 in like the first 10 to 20 minutes of trading yesterday. Then it had a little lift, and then it's straight down another 4 bucks. Then it tries to lift at the end of the day. You got to buy the dippers coming in here. But I think, you know, there's now overhead supply because there's people who are caught. And those people who are caught yesterday are those people who saw the 190 and didn't get out. And, you know, this stock's been on the run. It's 160 bucks when the year started. So there's some people sitting on some profits. Those people want to book them. So a stock like CRM, I would actually look to sell it here into strength. And it,
1: and Peloton uh, Peloton had the exact same sort of move uh, as Twilio there. And uh, you said you were trading it's also also one of these. I was trying to sell it. Right. It's also one of these growth names. Same story as Twilio. The earnings were good. They gave there they there were light on their uh, Q three earnings guidance figure. So low on the guidance, good on the earnings, but it's a growth name, and they sold it.
3: I mean and. But even if you're in line with the guidance and, you know, and, and again, the media will always find the media wants to believe, you know, I've talked, I talked to media all the time, you know, a Reuters report coming two days ago. I talked to media. The media doesn't want to hear technical stuff. They want to hear a fundamental reason for why the stock is moving in a certain direction. And sometimes they're really isn't natural. One.
0: I think
1: that's natural. I think most people, most
3: people, not, yeah, the people, the people who are watching like CNBC. If we go on them and, and, and you know, and, and CNBC and they, you know, they say, well, it's just, you know, the rotation and, you know, they, they don't want to hear that. They want to <laughs> see, they want to write in print, you know, when you're writing the Wall Street Journal, you're writing, you know, on your Dow Jones. They want to have a fundamental reason to justify a move and they will find it. And the media, you know, and a lot of times what you read isn't true. It isn't accurate because, you know, that's not the reason. The reason was the rotation. So, you know, and maybe in, in the Twilio case, maybe the guidance was the reason, and maybe there is sometimes a fundamental reason. I'm telling you, in a lot of cases, there isn't. A lot of times, the rotation just trumps all. So you can have a beat, beat, and a raise. If the rotation is going the other way, the stock can actually go down. Sentiment will trump all. Sentiment turned yesterday on the growth names. It turned. So that's telling me that those things are now short-term sells. So now I look for strength, in those high PE multiples to get short. So you know I'm not saying I'm shorting over the whole market. I might even hedge myself. Maybe I buy some value names. Maybe I do set up a trade like this. You know you could set up like a QQQ short versus a SPY long, or even a versus a DIA long because Diamonds has a lot of value stocks in there. So, you know, maybe that outperforms. Like right now, QQQs are 0.39%, DIA is 037 So you can actually put it on for 0.02%. Maybe you think that rotation continues. So you could do this from an ETF perspective. And yesterday that would have worked very well because the Dow was up a hell of a lot more than the NASDAQ. So we know the NASDAQ has higher PE stock. So, you know, just setting up those different trades for you here today. But I would not be surprised if the NASDAQ shows relatively weakness versus the Dow, because I believe this rotation will continue today. Is it going to continue for the next year? No, I don't know. It's, nobody knows that going out that far. But I tell you, when the rotation starts happening, it usually lasts a few days. And those are tradable opportunities for you day traders out there.
1: Bottom line, No one really ever knows why stock is doing, moving the way it is. More we, buyers
3: and sellers, or more sellers than buyers? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what it is. But like, I mean, I mean, really, why stock is moving is is is,
3: is, is at best an educated guess. Always. That's all it is. Always. A hundred percent. It's like educated guess. And sometimes there is no reason. It's just going. You know, and and you, and your job as a trader is sometimes you know if you can find the logic behind it. And, you know, and that's what I'm doing for you here today is I'm trying to give you the logic behind it. Um, I, and if I'm right, if that really was the reason for all the, you know, and identifying correctly and, I, and if there is follow through, I will make money because of that. If I'm wrong, I will lose money because of that. I mean, as traders, you're never going to make money on all your trades. You're never going to make money on everything you do. So you can't be right 100% of the time. But if you're right 52 or 53 percent of the time, you can make a living at this business for a long time.
2: Hey Dennis, to track that, what do you? I mean, you just put your your value. I mean, I know you have different quote windows and stuff. You just group your value stocks together, and then you put your uh, growth stocks. I, stock- I, I
3: kind of do. Yeah, yeah I've okay. got so on my quote window, I've got oh man, maybe 300 stocks. And you can see, I have them in pockets. So I have them grouped. Like the banks are over here and I have some growth names over here. And it's it's amazing. I should take a picture of this sometimes for you. On these days, you'll see like, it's like a Christmas tree. It's like red over here. It's green over here. Um, and in the pockets of green yesterday were all the value, the lower PE stocks. Like the banks, yep. banks had a really good day, And, you know, IBM had a fabulous day. It's low PE. It's trading like 10 times earnings. Those are the stocks that had the good day yesterday. And then you obviously got, you know, the stocks like, you know, we, we were just saying CRM, which opened up at 190. And traded down on a day that Dow was up 450. CRM opened up at 190 and lost eight bucks. I mean that is clear rotation, clear rotation. You know there was a lot of stocks that were very weak yesterday, and that's hidden. You know, and that's nothing to do with coronavirus, nothing to do with anything. All that was was rotation, rotation. The Momo names have been going for a while here, and it turned yesterday. And typically when these things turn, it lasts at least a few days. So that's why I would say, you know, the mass media hasn't even really, they weren't talking about it yesterday. So they haven't even really identified it yet. So let's see, you know, if it happens again today, they'll start identifying it. And when the media starts talking about it, everybody gets involved, then it gets crowded and then it can turn. But I don't believe there's been that many people that have identified this turn yesterday. Spinner did. And, you know, he's a trader like me. We're day trading there. So we notice it faster. But, um, you know, I know when you're in the markets, you know, I can notice the rotation, you know, a few minutes after it starts happening, let alone, you know, a few hours. So that's our job. That's our job as traders is to identify these trends and these turns in trend. And yesterday you had a turn in trend in the momentum names.
2: All right. Want to do Peloton numbers?
1: Yeah, uh, I sort of teased him. I gave him a little bit. Uh, Basically, Peloton was the same story. The earnings were good. Uh, The EPS beat. They lost 20 cents per share. They were expected to lose 36 cents per share. So, losing less money than thought. Uh, sales 466 versus $421 million. Uh, the guidance, like I said, for the third quarter was light.
2: Uh, wow. Well, double disclosure here. I uh, do own a stock uh, in one of my portfolios. Uh, double disclosure I, I did my Peloton this morning. I worked out, got a good workout in before the day. Is this in your uh, long-term
3: portfolio? Yeah. Oh, well, you don't listen to the show, do you, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, Joel's off to his opinion, but I'll take a bet on you all day long that this sees 25 before 35, all day long. If you want to make okay. a bet. Okay. I, I think the Peloton story is, I, I, I do not like this long-term. I think this is a $5 stock long-term, in my opinion. So I hope I'm wrong for your sake, Joel. Um, but I just think this is a fad. This is GoPro part two. Um, I talked the stock. I thought it was going to have a good quarter because they advertise like crazy and they did have a pretty good quarter. Um, this was my yep. goal was to actually try to short the stock after this quarter. Now it's down 7%. I don't know if I want to short it in the hole. I'd love to get a little rally here and then put a short on, on it, but I'm not trying to talk you out of your position, Joel. Uh, but, um, so it's let's do that big, it's 30, it. It's 3026. I'm even giving you an edge. I know. So I'll take 25 before 35.
2: I, all right. That sounds good. I I just think that it is an effective way. I mean, it's not my primary, you know, source of working out, but I think that people do like to work out in their home. And, you know, in addition to doing other things, a variety of classes, it's not just, um it's not just, you know, the biking part, there's stretching, there's yoga, there's different things, and I think that, you know, people, you know, maybe should pay more attention to their health, and I just think that uh, it's a good
0: I thing. think
3: they should, too, but I think they can get a stationary bike and do the same thing, so we're on opposite sides of this, over. Joel, you I hope you're right, because I don't have real money in it, so I hope you're right, I hope I'll actually lose okay. this bet, um, okay. and, and you could I, be right, you could really, be right, I'm wrong lots of times, I think I'm, I, I think this is GoPro part two.
2: okay. Uh, it's had a, you know, a nice range of the IPO. I got up to 37 pretty quickly and then came down to 20 and change. So I'm just, I'm looking at this 28, 28 and a half area. Uh, you did get quite a bit below it, um, in the pre-market, you got down to twenty seven thirty. Uh, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to give it down to that $25 area. I I just like it holding above that mid range. As long as you can do that, uh you know looking at it technically that's what i'm looking at that pop up but i mean if it if it changes uh you know if we get gonna start getting multiple closes before 29 you know I'll, I'll change my mind on it see what happens today but um good We'll, we'll the do a wild lunch card. Round. the
3: wild card is a subscription model i mean that's the wild yep. card on this and that's you know what it, it does that gopro didn't have so that does help well, what's this company? Let's go look from a valuation perspective. You know, we'll put our fundies hat on here for a second. I'm just, you know, before I, you know, full on go bulk, full on yeah. bearish, you know, I haven't given this a lot of thought, but um, I'm just trying to look. What is the valuation? Of this thing? It's worth nine billion dollars. Wow, nine billion dollars. Well, was that as of the close or is that right now? Uh, that would have been as a close. So, eight billion dollars, eight and a half billion dollars. It's a lot of money. Lot of money. You think about what's worth nine billion dollars out there and you think about, you know, here's you know, pretty cool invention. It sounds pricey to me though. So but we know price doesn't matter. If it gets yeah, a good story I, mean, going, t-
2: I mean, yeah, if you're gonna use that as an example, I mean uh, but anyways So uh, nine
3: billion
1: dollars, so that means Apple could afford to buy ten twenty Peloton companies
3: with their cash. Do you think Apple's gonna buy Peloton?
1: Twenty times, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, no, don't I don't that. think. Okay, I, I, I don't think anybody's coming to buy them at that valuation. To be honest with you, so okay. I, it's a crazy valuation. You know what? Tesla's a crazy valuation too. Maybe you've got the Tesla. You were long Tesla, you know, and and right about that one. And, and you know, I was obviously bullish too. I just couldn't stomach the stock. Uh, I'm not bullish this one. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm definitely not bullish this stock.
2: All right, we got a few minutes left here. S and P's. We're still holding on to the gains. We're up eight and a half handles at 33, 43, uh, Since we got nothing up here, uh, I'm looking at mid-range on the session at 45 and a quarter, but we've traded through it so many times here. So really no really no good levels here uh, to lean on early in the session. I'm sure if you come back down, uh, near yesterday's high or the close of uh, 33, 35, looking to find some support. But uh, do we want to do uh, a few more earnings?
1: Yeah, if we can, uh, I'd like to hit Qualcomm if possible, since we talked about okay. uh, uh, NXPI the other day. Qualcomm. Earnings per share was good, $0.99 cents versus $0.85. Cents. Sales was also good, $5.05 billion versus $4.8 billion. The Q2 EPS guidance was in line. Q2 sales guidance also in line. And that's the story for Qualcomm. Good earnings in line on the guidance.
3: Same story. This stock is, you know – can you classify it as a Momo? It's kind of value too. Really. It's got a good dividend. It's kind of in between, I guess. You can't really say it. it's it's more value towards the value end of the spectrum. So it, it popped initially. I, I'm torn on whether to call it. It is kind of a Momo stock to a certain extent. It's been trading like a Momo stock. I mean, even in the last year. But the valuation is not you know crazy on this thing. It's not an eighty P E on this thing. So it's kind of in between. So I guess you know you just. I guess you can't, you know, say it's going to be, you know, a rotation out of this because it's a growth name because it's kind of in between.
2: Had a nice pop up. I mean, if you had been uh, focusing on that January seventeenth high at ninety six seventeen, uh, you wouldn't have got filled because it only went to ninety five eighty eight. So longer term, ninety six uh, major area of resistance. We're backed off that level now. We've also got off the pre-market low. Pre-market low comes in at eighty-six fifty-seven. Kind of tough chart here because you had a really a nice bump up over uh, over the last three or four days. I think I'd see. uh, I'd have to call support down here at uh, at eighty-five. We got a pair of lows here: eighty-five oh four, eighty-five sixteen. still a ways away from there where are we at we're trading at uh wow still trading at 89 11. the news a close from yesterday uh the close from yesterday 80 or excuse me 90.91 there's your resistance at 90.91 i'm sure a lot of people like to see the mark here on qualcomm
3: they want to do irobot before we yep, have multiple go. requests this stock was Insane after the earnings report. Give us the numbers, and Joel, break down the after-hours action, which yep. was a crazy move. iRobot,
1: uh, it was a good report. EPS eighty cents versus a forty cent estimate, so they beat it by a factor of one hundred percent. Sales four twenty-six million versus four fifteen million. Uh, great, great report for iRobot. Where did we
3: get to, Joel? Let's say six. Did I see sixty on this? Yes. What was the high?
2: Sixty ninety.
3: This thing went up twelve bucks. This stock that's absolutely hated by the markets, and it really is. I mean, this stock's been in a heavy downtrend for the last year. It was one hundred and thirty dollars. It's been hated for a long time. Rallied eleven bucks on that earnings report. If you're buying this stock up eleven bucks when you know the trend is absolutely is going against trend, you are nuts and maybe it's just algos that are just crazy and like oh it's a double beat oh they beat by twice as much we better buy this up to 60 because it's going to 80 it's not doing that so the one thing is it was a very good quarter should it be up two bucks i think absolutely absolutely should be up two dollars you know because this is the first value name so the rotation is kind of in its favor here right now should it have been up 11 or 12 dollars yesterday that's just craziness that's just people like tesla like oh it's, it's gonna go i mean no, it's a different story this thing's got a you know a boatload of overhead supply so i was long irobot for a while um you know i love my value stocks uh but i sold it because i was worried about coronavirus and i had it on for a swing trade so i got out at fifty four and a half. and a a get out um the stock came down to forty six, forty seven after I, I guess i should have rebought and i've been making money on it again but i did not so i'm fully out of irbt right now but that was an insane move yesterday with that being said the rotation is in the stock's favor, and it was a pretty good quarter. I just think you know you got near fifty-four, fifty-five. You've got pretty good resistance. 60, the sixties is great.
2: Yeah, trading up. Uh, wow, let's see what the range from yesterday. Kind of, kind of a tight range yesterday. Uh, just about two bucks here. So we will use the top of yesterday's range, forty-nine eighty, as support. Uh, just looking at the dailies here. Man, things are kinda open. First things first, let's take care of your January thirtieth high. Uh that comes in at fifty-two nineteen, sixty cents, seventy cents away from that. That's your first resistance point. And then it really opens up to fifty-five. So keep an eye on that. Uh intermediate stop, uh fifty-four fourteen, that was a close, but important for this issue. Take out fifty-two nineteen and uh Get into that kind
1: of that open area. All right, we somehow never quite get to cover as many earnings reports as as, as I would like. And just no, no, <laughs> I no. talk
3: too long.
4: No,
1: no, no, no. I too long. But looking ahead to the earnings after the close today, we're going to get uh, uh, Pinterest. We're going to get Uber. We're going to get Take Two, Activision win just to name a few so uh we're going to be on our earnings parade here for the next few days and jobs number jobs number also tomorrow don't forget that so uh there will always be time for for more earnings and we can always cover them Uh, you know what
3: else we didn't talk about quickly the retail retail's all value names there was a huge rotation in retail yesterday too somebody asking about al brands i know you have that one joel so i hate your peloton position but i do love your al brands position here right now uh, I'm jealous of your LB position because I had it. I got shaken out of it. I shouldn't have got shaken out, and I would be reaping the benefits here right now. But there are, you know, Kohl's. We, what we saw yesterday was Macy's, and this was a tell. Macy's, you know, lowered guidance. They announced store closing cultures, and they bought the hell out of the stock on it. And that was maybe, you know, started some of the rotation of the retail rally yesterday because Kohl's had a big rally yesterday. Um, the retail could be in favor here for a couple days. So be careful with your retail stocks. Interesting, interesting. I like your LB, I don't like your Peloton. All right, oh,
2: that's a lunch bet on that. That's not a steak
3: dinner. <laughs> he's, he's I've got him thinking here. I don't want to talk you out. You know what's going to happen? It's going to be like the J.P. Morgan all over again. Joel, talk me out of getting the J.P. Morgan. I'll probably talk him out of getting out. Uh, he'll get out of his Peloton. Then he'll go to like a hundred dollars, and Joel will just be like, "Oh, that Dennis." Oh, that twenty-eight ninety-nine. <laughs> I told you you could get it cheaper.
1: All right. (laughs) right. If you missed any part of our show, you can always catch our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, tune in, or rewatch our show on YouTube. Thanks to our guest, Anne Marie Band and everyone in our chat on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. If you click on the link in the description of this video to Benzinger Pro, you'll get a free two-week trial and then a discount on top of your subscription should you choose to subscribe. Again, that's the link to Benzinger Pro in the description of this video. Uh, you can also email us, premarket at benzinga.com. Give us a call, 734 734- 734 494-0246 leave us a voicemail we might ask your question on the show last thing please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only not for investment or trading advice everyone have a great rest of your day we'll be back with you on Friday everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or Mc Crispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day